1: Welcome to Jersey Shore, I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined this week by Pierce, as usual, and of course we are rejoined by Kevin and Mike because this episode is picking up right off where we left last week. Last week we talked about our favorite, least favorite, and surprises in television and books from 2013. This week we're talking primarily about video games, but there's some other discussion in there as well that I think you might enjoy. One last thing before we start off the episode proper, our 50th episode is coming up in just a few short weeks, and two weeks after that is our 52nd episode, which means one year of Jersey Shore, and we're going to be doing special stuff for all three episodes, but particularly in episode 52, Pierce and I would really appreciate getting your voicemails, emails, tweets, and any of that kind of stuff, because um, we'd like to respond to them on the 52nd episode, as well as some other fun things as well. So, like I always say at the end of the episode, you can contact me, Jordan at Legion dot com, and I'll pass those emails along to Pierce. You can tweet at me at Jordan F R M Jersey, and the brand new HHWLOD podcast network voicemail line—it's not really brand new, but now it's expanded to all the shows—is nine seven two seven nine eight thirty eight thirty. That's nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. So please send us an email, send us a tweet, send us a voicemail, just make sure you say it's for Jersey Shore, because like I said, that voicemail is for all the shows on that work now. And we would love to play them, listen to them, read them, respond to them right there on our fifty second episode. Anyway, on with the episode. I hope you enjoy it. All right, let's transition over to video games, video where game. where I will steal the first pick because okay. I didn't go for this one, and because I know you will steal probably my favorite game for twenty thirteen. Uh, shoot, I forgot about. That. <laughs> in my opinion, the best video game, certainly that I've played, and I didn't play a lot of new video games this year, but I've watched a lot of let's plays, and there's a lot of good games. This was a very good year for video games, but my favorite game by far in twenty thirteen was Bioshock Infinite. Hmm. I played through it almost entirely in one shot. I had, like, a doctor's appointment I had to go to before I played, like, the last hour, but then came back and played it. I was very sleep-deprived by the end. I've played through it three or four times now. Um, the DLC so far has been great. The story, I mean, the gameplay, it's a first-person shooter. You know what you're getting with that. But with some fun things in there, like the sky hooks that let you you jump up and grab onto basically a roller coaster and fly around while you're shooting and then jump off and land on people and all kinds of fun stuff like that, it's... "Quote unquote" magic system is not a magic system, but for it's just sake of comparison, is really fun, works really well, a lot of fun stuff you can do with it. I love Murder of Crows and, and other mm-hmm. things like that. But you go to a Bioshock game, and I love this particular Bioshock game for the story, which I love. I don't want to get to spoilers, but if you're a fan of String Theory or at least have a concept of what that is, and wouldn't just run away screaming just because a fictional story has something to do with it, mm-hmm. it is awesome. It at points as a tearjerker. There are definitely moments where I teared up before Balloon cried and in the DLC, particularly the newest one, Burlate C Part One, there was a point where my jaw hit the floor so fast and so hard I just about hurt it. It I mean it just beginning to end, the story, the voice acting, the music in particular... Oh, the music is so good. It's incredible. It's did you play it? I don't know. Oh, it, yes.
0: how did you play, uh, Mike? uh I played it that that story but in particular I think the thing that really makes Bioshock Infinite shine is the art direction. Art direction is gorgeous. The soundtrack, both its original score and its sort of reimagining.
3: Yeah. Let me let me jump in the middle of that. My story about this game, and he and we we've r- done a whole r- podcast on it. Yeah, Jordan had to kick my butt to finish this game, but the first what is it like? Third, it's it supposed to be like fifteen, twenty minutes. It took me an hour just because you're just oh, yeah. so so, for okay. the baseball. Yeah. I Same just, yeah. I walked around. I went into every flower shop. I perused the goods in every store. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm at this flower shop, and here so I'm like, I know this song. This is the Beach Boys. <laughs> God <I don't> already <laughs> knows what, what I do, do without you. you. And a barbershop quartet. Yes, I <laughs> just stood there and watched a barbershop quartet. On a floating ship... In 1912, in 1912, singing the Beach Boys. Singing the Beach Boys. And I just stood there for like five minutes until the song finished, and they floated away singing a different song. Like, that was delightful. <laughs> I don't understand what this game's going to be about. And then racism. <laughs> yes, it flipped really quickly.
1: It got dark.
3: Um, but yeah, it was very, very well done. Just all... And I think a word we haven't touched on in any of our best of which I think is interesting. Well, no, you might have. Mm-hmm. Word, the word world-building. Exactly. Right. The world-building in this game. It, it's fantastic. And I wish it was a open-ended game that I could have just wandered around all the city to see what it had. That beach, I took forever before I went up and talked to Elizabeth on the beach. And even then, when I went up to her, I didn't interrupt her dancing for a good five minutes because I just let her dance.
0: Or the... Uh... Girls just want to have fun on the pipes. Yeah. Cliope,
3: yeah. the, the, that, that uh, yeah. I think is the... Think yeah, I'm called. not sure what
0: it's called. But the I mean, version. That world is rich. That art style is rich. It's beautiful. It's like staring at a... I don't know, like this oversaturated picture or painting. It's just wonderful.
3: Except for the racism, I would do anything to live in that world. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is the greatest city I've ever seen in any video game ever in
1: my opinion including the original Bioshock
3: that was cool and I admired it but at the same time it was far too and Randy for me on purpose mm-hmm. Right, but it was too uh, each out for his own ambition driven blah 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 like Columbia is much more community driven much more you know you help
1: each other out kind of thing if you're like right. It. If you're white, <laughs> so all right. So yeah, I mean, top to bottom, yeah. Bioshock Infinite just loved it. And again, 2013 was a great year for video games. Solid. So to pick one was difficult, but it's awesome. Yeah, I was about to say, Kevin, you want to do yours?
2: Yeah, I yeah, um, you No, you don't. Really? No, you don't. Uh, so all right. So technically, this came out in 2012, very late 2012. But the new Game of the Year edition came out this year, uh, which is what I played. I'm a huge fan of, I don't know how you would describe it, I would, I would call them partner games, uh, where you and a friend complete it together. Co-op. 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 There, it does have a name. I'm big on them, too. You've, yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan. So, like, Portal 2, uh, oh, the Co-op. Portal 2! Yeah, you guys. The, um, the co-op thing. Uh, that
1: would fantastic. be, I guess, a personalized game of two years ago?
3: Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm a big Portal fanboy, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But anyway, uh, Borderlands 2 um, mm-hmm. is a game that I recently bought for my friend um, oh, that's and, right, because
3: we can't play it together because you didn't get it from PC. Oh, I'm
2: so sad. Right, because we couldn't have played it together then. Um, but that game is fantastic. There's uh, basically infinite guns, uh, mm-hmm. different types that they have, so that's fun. Um, characters with like in-depth trees of power-ups that you can give them. I guess you could call them power-ups. Um, skill trees. Yeah, skill trees, thank you. Enemies everywhere increasingly harder never boring handsome fantastic jack. story handsome jack really but good story really but great story <laughs> <laughs> uh, before you <laughs> I story. it yet so don't oh, spoil it okay. okay. no you know
3: about Buttstall but but he's, 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 he's like the first level where it's like yeah I went and bought a pony man out of diamonds it's <laughs> yeah, a living pony it's a oh <laughs> here hey, hey, you want to talk to him and then it weighs and it's like trying to think of what to name it yep. I think I'm naming after you and then later he goes back and goes I figured out what to name the pony but Stallion, <laughs> I figured you'd appreciate it. The but
2: the humor in this game is fantastic. The,
1: the humor is great. Mm-hmm. There's also some really dark, twisted moments, and That's I true. won't spoil them. But there are some moments even like, so "Whoa, I can't believe X just happened," mm-hmm. and then followed up by another thing, followed up by another thing. Mm-hmm. Really, and so I, I liked the first game, but there's not a lot to it,
2: story wise. But the second
1: game is really good. Not, and we haven't even talked Tiny Tina.
2: Yeah, yeah so I really like games where like me and a buddy can sit down and just get into the story and into the game and it might have just been because me and my friend both enjoyed this game like equally and this was like really almost made for us Uh, so we had a great time playing it and we're probably going to get back to school a few days early so we can finish it uh, before classes start Um, but I so love Borderlands 2. And I'd recommend, you can even get the Game of the Year edition It has a ton of bonus content. The DLC, yeah. most of the DLC is really I good. Sure.
1: Some, even so the worst flash, DLC flash. is not bad.
2: Uh, so I'm actually a Mechromancer because I have the yeah. Game of the Year Gauge edition. Gage is awesome. Uh, but yeah. back when we played on the PS3, um, I was the assassin. Um, zero. zero? Yeah, Zero. He was a siren. So, so I got the game, game when it first
3: came out. Deal. I played uh, Commando. As really? did I, and then yeah. I also have the Mechromancer. Well, right, so I started Gunzerking because I'm like, alright, Gunzerk, that that that's a word. Like, I like
2: Last of the Six.
3: Uh, but the more I played it, I'm like, because eh, I played the first game through as soldier. I like the the tactical, I like the turrets and the advantage of that.
1: So that's what I went for in the second game with commando and turrets again. Mm-hmm. It just it's also the most balanced character. <laughs> yeah. Which while I like the idea of a tank, I also know I'm a terrible tank. I need to be a very balanced character or a healer.
3: I'm I'm actually better as a healer. I do I tank well, and if we're talking MMOs and stuff like that, I can tank. Um, but I, in a group setting, I prefer to heal. But that's a completely different conversation. I, I, what I want to do is I want to go back and play through again, because I have all the DLC, but I didn't play as the Psycho. So that's the guy I really want to go back. I don't know if you've, either of you have tried him out at all. No. Which one's mm-hmm. the, the Psycho?
2: He's one of the two additions. For the first game? Or the second The second, the second game. game. So it's like Psycho oh, and Mecham. Oh, Vampire. yes, yes,
3: Krieg, right? For both Something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I had to think about it. Where he back. has like, the punch me in the face
1: thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about the Gunzerker. <laughs> Shoot me in the face? Uh, well, no,
1: no, that, that was shooting McFace. Shooting McFace. <laughs> that,
2: that shooting, that, I forgot about shooting I, McFace. We died. This game is hilarious. Yep, yep. <laughs> he's like, he knew, is he played through it once, um, so then I was coming on to play it as well. And he's like, hey, there's see that quest over there? We usually would do like a time for side quests so we could build up our characters, which you get fantastic bonuses as you do more side quests. So it's like the more you put into it, the more fantastic it gets. Uh, so there's a side quest, where he, he tells me, Kevin, go uh, go go do that side quest real quick. I'm like, what? Like they usually take a long time and they give us like a lot of points and stuff. He's like, no, this is a quick one. Just go run over and do it. There's a guy, a psycho um, named Shooty McFace. Named Shooty McFace. <laughs> and psycho is is usually an enemy, uh, almost always unless you get the downloadable content. You can play this one. You're used to just shooting them. They scream crazy random things. They're pretty funny. Uh, and this guy is sitting there screaming, shoot me in the face. Shoot me in the face, not in the spine, not in the foot. Shoot me in the face, and literally, you shoot him in the face. He dies, and you get like a gun as your prize. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. And if you let him go, he will just keep ranting for like really? five minutes. Yeah, it's no. really
1: funny. <laughs> you can probably find it on YouTube or something, like the full like what he will say. <laughs> shoot small. him in the face, yeah. Yeah. and and and, and I think I think the quest is is called like shoot him in the face. In the description, is no seriously, yeah. just shoot him in the face yeah. and you'll win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the,
3: and let me just say. I admire Borderlands 2 because they also do DLC correctly. Like, it's not pay to finish the game, pay to get all these add-ons. It's pay for another campaign. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't played the last one. Uh, Tiny, Tiny Tina's. Tinas yet. Well, and that's what everyone's saying. It's a whole other game right? on top of it. Uh,
0: so
1: we got my best, we got your best. So Mike, let me your throw
0: best? out an underdog just to change things up. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm going to throw out Kerbal Space Program. Okay. Did that come out this I knew, year? Yeah, oh, I, I don't... I, well, I, it's been... I don't, was it in
1: beta for a while? PC games do this a lot now where it's like, I think we've been it's, in beta for six years. It's released now. I
2: yeah.
0: think it's still in beta, I'm but crazy. I definitely started playing it this and, year. And that's fine. And man, there has been no game so majestic.
2: No game
0: <laughs> so awe-inspiring. No game that almost brought tears to my eyes like Kerbal Space Program where you play as... It's sort of a 1960s-era NASA simulator where you're playing as these little green men called Kerbals. And there's all this like funny stuff. You're building your own rocket. You're trying to basically go out into space. But man, there, there's the, just this moment where you build this elaborate multi-stage rocket. After you've probably failed like this, 20 times. Exactly. And you go through this... I, I went through this whole naming convention where I would name my first ship And then it would be, like, I don't know, Legion. Then it would be the Legion 2 rocket. And it might be not until, like, the 8th Legion did it actually go up. And then it didn't come down, but (laughs) it least went up. Many cripples were harmed in my exploration (laughs) of space. (laughs) Um, But there's just this moment in this game that they just nail so well where... You have this elaborate multi-stage rocket. And it eventually gets to the point where you actually have to balance out the... So you have, like, maybe six big orange solid fuel boosters. Um, And you sort of have them staggered around the main fuselage. And you sort of empty them out sort of alternatingly um, around the circle just so that the ship doesn't spin out of control as it's shooting up. That's how detailed... Their simulation. I haven't played it, but I've seen a lot of clips and stuff. It is fantastic. But there's this moment where you shoot up into space. The main boosters have fallen off to the side. You've just sort of reached that moment of where you're still... The main booster has run out of fuel. You press the jettison. The ship separates and just drifts out. And then they just start falling apart. And the 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 main the last solid fuel booster slowly falls back down to Kerbal and this little command capsule just shoots off towards the moon and it is so breathtaking. Like to see like that moment of separation being have the sun in the background and the planet when it's just like this sort of eclipse. If you have any love for space, buy it. It is fantastic. Nice, and that's a PC exclusive, I think, right? Yes. Mac or PC Mac. Linux, Whatever. Steam. Whatever exclusive. It's Steam. I don't even know if it's Steam exclusive, but you can find it on Steam. Right, okay.
3: Pierce. My two, the two that I would say is as best got stolen. Um, thank you, you two. Really? Are oh, you going to say Kerbal or you're gonna say are you going to say Bosch Are you going to say Borderlands? Borderlands or, or uh, yeah. What oh, you're oh. um, You can still agree with us. Is I it? know, but... So, all right, let me throw out two underdogs, then. Okay. Um, I don't have a best since Bioshock probably would have been it. Well, then that Bioshock is your best. Well, then in place, let me do two. Okay, fine. Two underdogs. One, I don't think came out this year, but I experienced it this year. And I know, Mike, you loved the first one. I don't know if you played the second one. Hmm. Darksiders. Yes. Okay. Yes. The second one, I didn't care for the first one as much. But a lot of people call the first one the best Zelda game that it's has ever existed. Zelda yeah the second one is not so much Zelda still has the whole dungeon feel to it, but is more like a devil may cry in its combat systems i'm really big on combat systems in games like i'm I'm a fighting game player, despite what you'll hear in the future
1: about our uh Little <laughs> certain
3: trivia thing.
1: I, Spoilers in the future. There will be a trivia episode, but it, you will have to wait a while to hear it.
3: A while, but oh my word! Can we just agree that that was the most unfair? My, like mine was ridiculous. Yes. It's yeah. not my fault. You don't know
1: your fighting games like you play to. No, I, I Christmas
3: know how to p-
2: sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, although yeah, I did get an amazing gift last night, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like Let's just say, anyway, <laughs> uh, Darksiders
3: 2, I, I like fighting systems, I like the technicality of them. Uh, you know, technicality. Yeah. And be, i would be, they gotta put that in a, in a uh, Mortal Kombat game. So, I love those, that aspect of games, and it's the same with Darksiders 2. It's combo it keeps track your combos, how many you can get. It's the same with uh, Batman, the Batman mm-hmm. series. The Arkham series. Arkham the Arkham, Arkham series. series. And that was actually the aspect that I was
1: good at, because you and I tag-teamed the second one there for a good long while. Yeah, I mean, I've beaten it in all myself since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and like, I haven't played Origins yet. But.
3: but, like, I would watch you play through it, and then they, there'd be a fight part where you were like, I don't know how to do that, and then so I'd be like, boop, boop, boop. You know, and so that's my strength in, in gaming, and Darksiders 2 really excels in that. And not to mention, they, they really have a really nice world that they built, too, where they have the builders, which I... Are really makers. cool the ma- the makers. They're the makers. Um, they're just awesome. They're b- like Norse gods, but big and thick and heavy set and druidic. I love anything druidic in games, so I absolutely admired that. Didn't think I would, but I really liked it.
0: I, I just want to agree with you wholeheartedly about Darksiders too. In particular, I want to bring out to uh, the art style and, like, sort of coloration.
3: Yeah, it was very colorful. Uh,
0: in almost like a Bioshock Infinite kind of way. It's very bright and vibrant. And, o- oversaturated kind yeah, of? Yeah, and in particular... I, I wouldn't say there are- oversaturated,
3: I'd say very vibrant. And very purple, yeah. right? Isn't purple a dollar yeah. color? And,
1: gr- and neon green are very... So the yeah. Green Goblin slash a lot of other Marvel characters mm-hmm. from the Sixties. Yeah,
3: or Lex Luthor Power Armor, but yeah. In, in
0: particular, I want to talk about... The, he stole 40 cakes.
3: That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the uh, That's
0: terrible. the fields out in the the makers, in the makers world. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That massive green field where you just get up on uh, your horse and you're just riding out. Is it yeah. the
1: Elysium Fields, or...? No, it's... And they missed a golden opportunity.
0: <laughs> no, there was another... It, it wasn't that... It, it's 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 the field
3: before the tree of life. Yeah. And so the, the makers are like the, the ones that built all realities everywhere. And so, you know, they're the keeper of the tree of life and long, so you need to get to it, but it's blocked,
0: so And then there's this open green field and you're talking about a game that up until that point was very like grey and dark. Yeah. And then you just open up into this field and it's just green in like the most the brightest way possible.
3: And there you are, death. Riding around in a giant, lush green field. It's very interesting.
0: It, it was a very beautiful moment. And I also would like to call it the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was by uh, Jesper Kidd, who's one of my... One of the... Uh,
1: I know that it, name. What else has he
0: done? Uh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I forget what I was saying. Yeah, it was Assassin's Creed. He's done a couple of other stuff, but... By the way, not going to be on my list, but the Sea Shanties
1: and Assassin's Creed 4 I've are heard. so
0: good. Um, but, like... He's done so much good work. I loved him in Assassin's Creed, and I think he did an incredible job with this. The the in particular the the song of the makers, that like sort of whistling, yeah. It's just sort of it's, it's something like that. It's the bridge <laughs> of the river. <wizard> quiet. <laughs> not quite, but sort of. And it was just really good. I that was yeah. a great game. So my other underdog,
3: and this wouldn't be an underdog for most people. I feel like Darksiders... A lot of people probably haven't heard of. This one is going to be well-known, but I'm not a fan of the series at all, which is the new Zelda game for the 3DS, uh, Link Between Worlds. I don't like Zeldas. I beat Wind Waker, but that's the extent of my Zelda really experience. I've, put, I've quit on every single other one. I have not, i barely put this game down. Like, I spent... I didn't even get it for Christmas. I got, like, two days... I got it two days before Christmas. That is all
2: I did Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, was just play this. All my other gifts are like, psh, whatever. It's true. I was here for, like, two and a half hours, and I don't think he said a single word to me. He was just playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, except for that, like, hour car ride that we had together. But, you know what else? Besides the car ride.
3: Besides the car ride. Because
2: he was driving. Yeah. would be dangerous.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I've I t- torn through this. And I don't know if it's the tune style to it, because I, I prefer a tuny aspect, a lot of things, I just really, really got into this game. And I'm
1: almost done. I've got, like, one more dungeon, and then that's it. And, yeah, I've just blown through it. It's been fantastic. So My Dark Horse is a game I did not play, but as I've talked about on this and other podcasts before, I like to watch Let's Plays on YouTube. There's a couple people in particular I like to watch their stuff. We tend to have similar tastes in games. Not always, but... um, So this game I didn't play. It's, It's a PS4, or PS3 exclusive. I don't own a PlayStation. But... Um, Beyond Two Souls was a game I didn't really have any expectations for. and Which one is this? This is the Ellen Page one. The actual Ellen Page one.
0: Yes. The Ellen game.
1: Page, Willem Dafoe. It's about a girl well, who sort girl. of talks to a ghost. And or an, an entity. She's bonded to an entity. And so you oh, switch between her and, in certain situations, you'll need to take control of the entity and open doors or... Possess people or knock out cameras or various I have different things. Not heard of that. It's a very different game. It's by the same people who did Heavy Rain. So, Quantic Dream, I think, is the studio. It is the team. And I haven't played that game. I haven't even watched the Let's Play. and I want to get around to that now because I liked this one so much. It's not my normal thing, Pierce. I think you would love it, at least the story, because it deals with like Native American mythology I do like in, in, a, in a extended yeah. sequence. It's told out of order, it's, but it's the life from I think. Pretty much conception, or at least birth, of this person until um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of endings to the game, so I don't know necessarily if any of them ends with her dying. Oh no, no. I, I take that back. Some endings she'll die. Some she won't. But it's just the story of this one person for her entire life from birth to twenty five ish, as she because of she's ostracized as a child. She joins the CIA at a certain point because of her abilities. Then she's estranged from the CIA. Then she's homeless for a while. Then, you know, I'm living on the streets. And it's just the story of this person. The gameplay is very different. Some QTEs or quick time events and different things like that. It's not so much a traditional game, um, although more gamey, I think, than, than Heavy Rain. Yes. But the story was just... Really interesting, really well acted, well written. The voice in motion, it was all um, performance capture. Not even motion capture, but performance capture for all the characters was just phenomenal and not something I expected to even care about. But I watched the whole thing and was just like, that was really good. So that was my Dark Horse, Beyond Two Souls.
3: Before I forget, I'm going to throw out my my worst. And Mike, this is going to make you very angry and I don't care. Uh-oh. A couple years ago... There was a masterpiece set apart this world. A thing of pure, una- well, no, very adulterated beauty.
2: <laughs> Kirby Air Ride.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Saints Row 3. Oh,
2: no.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it. Oh, no. Unfortunately, THQ, the oh, company no. that brought you Darksiders 2, went under. And they had a lot of titles that had to be finished. One of them ended up in a garbage can and got picked up Brushed off and thrown on a store
1: shelf. And that horrible piece of garbage is Saints Row Four. I haven't played Saints Row Four yet, but it looked good to me, but I've heard a lot of people either loved it or hated it. There doesn't seem to be a lot in the middle. (laughs) But from what I understood, the people who didn't like it didn't like it because it was basically just three with some extra stuff in it. It was a DLC of three. Well, greatly expanded but the people who loved it said yes but it did all the things three did better and way more fun yeah. than three did
3: what letter. what broke it for me is someone um, what is it called breaking the glass when you re- when you don't walk no when you realize something when you don't realize someone someone points it out and then you can't not notice it um, oh so don't think about an elephant yeah deal. but I, I, there's a term like breaking the glass or something like that lamp uh, shading That's not what it is, but it's. Uh, And someone pointed out to me, there's no daytime in the game. The entire game is set at night, Mm -hmm. all of it, right? And it it just bugged me. I'm like, (laughs) the third game had day and night because it's a computer simulation, correct? Okay, uh, they can't suddenly generate daytime. They chose not to. I don't don't know. I don't.
2: Pokemon's all day. Does that matter? (laughs) Except for Gen Two. And Pokemon, no it's not. But it's just the originals.
3: Okay, I'm sorry, there's been five more generations since then, they've had day and night.
2: They, never mind. We're okay, anyway,
3: point, point with this is, it just ruined it for me, in that there's no daytime, I'm playing this entire game at night, are they so unskilled that I can't, like, do that? And there are some things I really admired about it, you can make your character into Mal. Like, they even have a gun that looked exactly like the laser pistol, and it says, for when you aim to misbehave. Mal mm-hmm. like, from Firefly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening to this podcast, you've, you Not hopefully know it. Not necessarily. that's true. It, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I put it down, and I'm like, I'm done. I quit. Forever. So,
0: so I have to offer a dissenting opinion, because <laughs> Saints Row 4 was, it is an honorable mention for the best of the year. It wasn't. My best of the year was probably second or third. Saints Row 4 was a flawed game. I will not deny that. And for the most part, it was the exact same world. But although they did go through and remodel the entire city to make it did. fit, you know, which sort of why it was so interesting is all the superpowers. Right. They captured being a like a super fast, almost flying kind of superhero in a three D world. So good. And now they took that one chunk from the one piece of DLC from from Saints Row
1: Three, where it was super fun, but it only lasts for like five minutes, and, and made the whole game that. And that makes
0: me want to play it when I have money again. <laughs> exactly. And I, I will say this is purely for the PC version, because I believe the console version's got a little slow and, like, bad frame rates and poor play when you got really fast and were flying over the city and blinks of an eye. But, I mean, there's just... The sense of movement in that game is so... Very kinetic. It, it's... But just so incredible. So much so that I picked up GT5, and I haven't really played too, too much of it, but... The second I was in an open world game, and I had to get into a car, (laughs) I just had to stop playing. And I'll probably get back to GT5, it's just, the sense of motion in Saints Row 4 was incredible. Plus, it was just so funny. Especially with the 7th voice.
3: Yes, that is the one I used. I agree. Uh,
0: Is that the zombie voice? No. It's a zombie voice in 3, right? So in Saints Row 4, it's Nolan North. Just As Nolan North? As Nolan North, and th- he has so many one-off lines of, like... Nolan North,
1: is kinda, he's kind of got a voice, kind of, when he just speaks normally, he's a little bit kind of, like, a higher-pitched but funny kind of genial guy. Yeah, it was sort of like, imagine Drake, unfiltered, from Uncharted. Or Deadpool, from the Deadpool game. Uh, probably, Slightly I haven't played the Deadpool game. Neither have I. But, uh... I heard it was pretty bad. <laughs> probably was. I heard it was
0: well-written and acted, but the gameplay was boring and often Yeah, it was
3: repetitive. That's what my manager was saying, yeah.
0: But yeah, man, is that... the sense of movement in that game. I I can
3: agree with that, but there was... it needed more for me. Like, it just felt like such a
2: letdown after the third one. It felt like it should just be a DLC.
0: Fair enough.
1: Kevin, do you have a worst or a dark horse?
2: Uh, well, I've only played three games this year, and, uh, (laughs) two of them were Pokemon, so guess what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This be your
1: dark horse, or...?
2: Well, um... I might surprise Pierce in this, um, because, I don't know if this has a specific category, but my disappointment in Pokemon Y... There'll be
1: a disappointment Dark Horse. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I a, figured, a white horse, if you will. I figured, I
3: figured you would really love 5 and not love 6.
2: So, the complaint with most of the Pokemon games is that once you get the Elite Four, you're done. And this is so true in Generation 6. I beat the Elite Four, and I'm still, I'm like wandering around like looking for stuff to do... And I just run out of anything, and it's just gotten boring and repetitive, which is so unfortunate. Uh, And in contrast, the third game that I've played uh, was uh, Pokémon Black 2. And there's so much to do after you beat the Elite Four. There's so many things that I still have the ability to do. And I'm really upset that Generation 6 doesn't have this. Maybe because it's on a new system, the 3DS, maybe they can have, like, download content later. They refuse to do that, but... It's so irritating. Like, more things to do, but at this point, like, the game is over. I've invested all the hours that I could into this game. It's, it wasn't the worst game. I mean, well, since I've only played three, I guess it is. Uh, but it's not a bad game. It's fun. It's beautiful. Uh, they extended uh, and added the things that I wanted them to add. They made uh, Pokemon seem more real with, I guess, the 3D nature of it. Um, well, yeah, say what
3: you said to me the day uh, a couple of days ago about going back.
2: Yeah. Okay. So after playing six generation six for all this time, going back to generation five, everything seems so clunky, pixelated, uh, restricted. So generation six is a lot more free. But I think what they did is they invested a lot of their time into making it look nice and feel nice. Um, and having all the Pokemon ever. Right. But then af- after the story, you're done. There's nothing left.
1: So maybe the next generation they will have now this new system and can really focus on the story. Yeah, Would that be the whole
2: thing? So Intel has their whole whole tick-tock principle where um, they invest all their time into, I think the tick portion is um, building it more successfully to function. Yeah. Uh, And then the talk is then... The
0: big generational
2: leap. mm -hmm, Yeah. So I'm hoping Pokemon will do the same thing where either when they come out with Pokemon Z or Generation 7, gosh, that'll be forever for now. Or 3 To. Generation Three's remake, maybe they'll have a lot more story to add. So I was thinking about that today, um, which would be nice. But in the meantime, I'm left with this clear finish line, which I didn't want there to be, and I wanted there to be a lot more in this world. Well,
3: the same thing—the same thing happens happened with the previous gen. Four. I Ugh. mean, yeah, exactly. Four. Four. You have this dude that wants to be Cosmic Pokemon Jesus, and it's just <laughs> weird. Like five you get this story that's actually good because they're basically like, hey, you realize this is dog fighting for
2: children, right? And there's just so much to do. Yeah. But I don't want to exhaust all of our time because I'm sure the podcasters will here the when already they heard this, me yeah. bring up Pokemon, so I'll, I'll wrap it up for you guys so don't have to listen to me blather on about more Pokemon. Yeah. So, for me, the
0: worst game for this year is Rome Total War 2. I thought you were going to take my worst game, but you didn't, so continue. So Rome Total War Two. This is coming from someone who nearly failed out of high school because of Rome Total War. Tree buckets? Okay. Yeah. No, tree buckets aren't in Rome Total War. That I'm assuming Empire's you too. are just jokingly referring to trebuchets. Yes. Okay. Trebuchets. It was actually my friend. He, um, <laughs> he he couldn't figure out how to pronounce trebuchet, so he just called them tree buckets. What do you call petards? I don't know. All I know is tree buckets. Um, <laughs> It's actually kind of okay, because there's... I mean, it's descriptive in, in many ways, <laughs> but it's not nearly as fun to say as Trebuchet. Exactly. But Rome Total War II. Um And I know it's gotten better, but not only was it a buggy, sort of unfinished mess that they shoved out the door at the last minute, it was just kind of slow to start. Like, the original Total War game had perhaps... Uh, I want to say close to 20 factions you could play, and this one had, like... Nine, how do you have different factions
3: in Rome Total War? Because
0: you had the three families of Rome, but then you had the Greeks, the uh, oh, okay. M- Macedonians, the, the, the Carthage, the, the people in Gaul, there's a whole, like all the factions around that time. Gotcha. Um, Rome Total War 2 kind of streamlined it down a lot, and Rome and not Rome, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it, it's a game that is sort of built upon let me play one more turn. But when it came out, it was. When you click the next turn button, sometimes it took like 15 minutes. Or some inordinately long time just as it processed what was happening for, for all the, like the PC player, the, 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 the player. NPC to figure yeah. out what it was going to do. It was just like, I'm just sitting here. That's weird. Exactly. And like they, they made it better, but it's still 15 like. 15 minutes? Usually those things are, like, almost instantaneous. It's probably an exaggeration, but it it felt like. It it was several minutes in some cases.
1: Usually, like, it's instantaneous, but it takes, like, a minute just to see what they're doing. Yeah. But it's happening
0: automatically. No, like, it would just sit. That sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah, and like I said, I believe they patched it in, but I just haven't bothered going back just because. Right, no, I don't blame you. I
2: get mad when I have to click refresh. And it it (laughs) sort of made
0: me very sad because one of my favorite RTS developers, Relic, were picked up by Sega, who owns Creative Assembly. Sega. So I'm a little bit concerned about what that means for the future. Not only Creative Assembly, who in the past I've loved Total War games, but well, what's going to happen to Relic now? But yeah, worst we'll worst game, Rome Total War 2. So
1: my worst game, and it's kind of like with TV and also with movies. You know, I, I try. I, if it doesn't interest me, I don't watch it. So I tend to only watch things that I end up liking or play things in the case of video games, but again, Let's Plays, I watch a lot of them. And the one Let's Play that I bailed out after about an hour, hour and a half's worth of content was Rise Son of Rome, the Xbox One exclusive. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Pretty well voice acted. I don't even hate the gameplay things that a lot of people seem to bug by. Like, to me, it doesn't, it's not quite a QTE. It's just something different and new. But I just didn't care about the story at all. At all and even even though I liked the person who was doing the let's play and it was pretty I just went I'm not even gonna finish this one so I maybe it ends amazingly I don't know I don't but think it does it did not do anything for me so that would be my caveated worst game of the year
0: So I guess that leaves me so I have one last honorable mention for best of the best of the year and then I'll get into the actual best of the year okay. There's just so many good games this year.
3: I'm about to say if you have so many, I got one more too.
0: So F- feel free to add to this, but I want to throw out Tomb Raider.
3: Oh, the the reboot or um, or the whatever you want to call the, it. Yeah, the Lara, yeah. Lara Croft doesn't know what she's doing game.
0: Yeah, and Lara Croft. Order, this is. potentially could uh, fit under underdog just because I was expecting sort of disaster porn, especially <laughs> given how the game was introduced it's first. All, basically, the, when they introduced Tomb Raider. The only scenes that they showed was her going through tight corners, people grabbing at her, trying to rape her, her getting impaled, her getting beat up, and her groaning and moaning and screaming. And it was... And,
1: and the whole rape thing was... Implied. It was, it was implied that this character who was attacking her might try to sexually assault her, and the person who was was being interviewed about the game, I don't think English was their first language, and so there may have been some translation issues, but it beca- if it became, in it, my opinion, blew up way bigger than it I should agree. have, yeah. but it was still like, is this just going to be a woman in peril game? Exactly.
0: That was what I was actually worried about. Right. And, I mean, the whole notion of, well, is this bad guy going to rape her? Maybe. But, is, yeah. is it? Is that better than or worse than them trying to murder her? And it's an actually like, potentially a really interesting dynamic that you can add to a video game where this whole other notion of rape and is this worse than death kind of stuff? Right. Um, and there's probably a lot of interesting character development you can build upon that, but
1: it ended up being like a three-second scene exactly. that the spoilers: the guy dies. Exactly, so
0: you never find out if he was going to or wasn't going to. I actually think he died in the preview. Right, right, true. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, but it was a great game, really interesting, a lot of cool stuff going on, and plus that Tress effects, which if you're not familiar with, is this weird AMD branding for this hair technology. In Pe- Technology? In, that sometimes hilariously did not work, but most of the time hilariously. Oh, did really? Work. Okay. It's this PC exclusive graphics engine, and it's sort of like the old physics with an X. PhysX. PhysX with that was NVIDIA brought out a while ago, where boxes and things floating in there, air. So AMD came out with TrussFX. T like R S M. Yeah, T okay. R E S S F X effects. and it's this. Horrible nightmare fuel of every hair being individually modeled but it's so weird like you look at it and which if it worked would be awesome and there are moments in there where it's like incredible but it sort of kills the frame rate and it sort of has like this awkward like bend like it's picking up geometry that doesn't actually exist so it just like bounces all over the place so it was hilarious. Yeah, nice. So is that it trying to do curly hair, like, <laughs> no, no, like, or there would just be the, this weird like cut in her hair, or just sort of bends like on a like <clears throat> a ninety degree angle? What's a square corner? Ninety degrees? Ninety yeah. degrees? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> math. Um, so it was just random ninety degrees, but yeah, trust effects.
1: Yeah, and it ended up not being like a horribly degrading game towards women. It ended up being pretty interesting. I don't want to say Batman Begins for Lara Croft, but it was. Turning a normal person into Tomb Raider. Yeah. You know, and I I don't know if this is correct, but I feel like for it to take a, let's face it, non character like Lara Croft, Mm -hmm. who was uh, polygon breasts and short shorts with guns with terrible controls, that's what it was. Exactly. To turn that into a character, to turn a normal person into female Indiana Jones, if you will, not to be reductive, but hey, this is, like, the only interesting way to tell that story. I mean, I didn't see the whole thing. I I watched a lot of last play videos, but not the whole thing. It seemed to me like they did a really good job.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, it has its faults. Like, there's kind of weird moments where she's like, oh, no, I killed a guy. And then she's... The next scene, she pulls out a gun, like, pop four guys in the head, and they just drop.
1: Right, which is that... What is the term for that, uh... Uh, ludonarrative dissonance, which was the big uh, catchphrase this year for video games. The gameplay that doesn't quite jive with the story. There's some claims about that with Bioshock Infinite. I'd kind of disagree, but yeah. Where, you know, sometimes for gameplay these things have to be sacrificed, but it seems like less and less these days, which is good. It's it's improving, but still. Which makes the big ones jump out even more so, I feel like we're done with the games. Well, except New well, I
3: Yeah, I
0: wanted to throw uh, out... And I also uh, still have my best. Oh, It was an honorable mention. Yeah. So, can we jump to Pierce? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: so, uh, there's two I'm going to say in this category, and, and you and I have talked about this before. I'm not sure exactly what to call the category, but it, it spawned out of Portal 2. And those two games I'm going to say together are Antechamber
1: and Stanley Parable. Stanley Parable. I have not played it, but I've watched tons of videos and they were all awesome. Yes, I I played through Stanley Parable.
3: I I can't say that I played through Stanley Parable. I did a lot of Stanley Parable. Can you ever really finish Stanley Parable? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I legitimately
1: do not know. Like, like not even jokingly, I do not know if you can quote unquote finish the game. Yeah, I don't. I
3: don't think it's possible. Uh, this is one you you should look up and see if you can get on the Xbox. I'm not. Can, can no, I don't think so yet. It's PC exclusive. Uh, get Stanley Parable. It is just fun. It's a video game narrative about video game narratives.
1: Yes. Yeah. It, it's yeah. It's very meta. It is to video games. What 30 Rock is to television shows in <sighs> in, a, in, a, in a strange way. Not a one to one, absolutely. But in that was a TV show about TV shows. Yeah, this is a video game about video
2: games. I hear Stanley and think Marvel. Is that not the same thing? No. Oh, not Stanley. Stanley. This is this the
3: Stanley. Like one, the name Stanley. Name.
2: Okay. Like, like Stanley. Basically, person. in video games, you
3: know the how there's narrators sometimes. Yeah. Do, you, do you listen to the narrator? Why? Why should you listen to the narrator? You don't know who this voice is. Like, you've never, you, this is not a person. This is someone talking, telling you what to do, and you're expected to obey. Why? Why would you? And then, as you go and do not what he tells you to do, he continues to narrate that. Well, who is he to do that? I mean, and he claims he has your best interests in mind, and then he decides he wants to improve your experience and starts putting leaderboards and scores and then you go into games that weren't finished cuz you weren't supposed to go there but who, who is he to tell you where to go it's just very interesting
1: watch um, some let's plays kevin it's hilarious okay.
3: but along with that i'm also going to say antichamber I, I don't know what to call that genre of games though
0: mind bending uh, <laughs> physics puzzle geometry
3: um uh, that's yeah first person puzzlers okay
1: yeah was <laughs> a good one
3: uh, antichamber is Black and white and colorish, like I don't know what that means. It is it is white. So it's real life. No, it's not. Which is awesome. <laughs> you black, you white you've seen obviously. antechamber. It's black and white, and then they Splashes splash color in for different effects. Okay. Uh,
0: it plays on perception a lot.
3: Yeah, and so like to start off, you'll walk forward and you'll see a giant gap, and you'll assume well you have to jump across it. No. If you start, if you go back and work your way back and you walk across it, things appear as you walk across, but if you jump, it won't recognize it. Or, you know, you'll see two stairways, one red going up, one blue going down, and no matter how many times you circle through, it'll take you back to that same choice, until you turn around and there's a green hallway that wasn't there when you first showed up. And then that's the one you go. It's all about perception, and it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. It's, It's very
1: good, so... That was honorable mention. Right, so Mike, so your official
0: game. game of the year? It's been a great year for games, but I think, without a doubt, the best game I played this year was Gone Home.
1: I've heard so much about this. I haven't even watched a Let's Play Wait, yet.
0: Which one's I would almost say, don't watch a Let's Play. It should be experienced, and in- and that's kind of why I'm holding off. Yeah. which one's Gone Home? Um, it is the weird. You can do anything in the house, kind of. You're a girl, it's set in the mid-90s. It's set in the mid-90s, you're a girl, you're coming home to this your you parents' at, new home. But you are at college, and
1: you're coming back to your parents' new home, and no one's there.
0: Exactly. And you're sort of trying to figure out what happened, where everyone is, and there's like... The weird thing about it is, it's a very realized mid-90s Portland house, and you can... Portland, l- Pierce, Portland! I do love... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The big thing, though, is you can sort of pick up and manipulate and look at objects in sort of a complete way. So, like, you can pick up an object, turn it around, look at it, that kind of stuff. But there's also, like, the handwriting credits are longer than the game credits. Really? Because so much of it is handwritten notes written down on pieces of paper that you can pick up and look at. Notes on the back of a picture. Or... Exactly. All kinds of little scribbles there. and it's Shopping all... lists and... Mm -hmm. or directions on a map and things like that and there's so much implied narrative on top of the actual narrative that it feels like there's ten stories being told and they're slowly picking them up together all at once you just walk around reading yes and it's sort of I, I <laughs> <and it's> cr-
2: <laughs> like. I, I believe that it's fun. I just can't connect. The,
1: this was this, the last couple of years, really, but this one in particular have been kind of the rise of the. I don't want to call them non-games because that sounds like some kind of weird mm-hmm. thing. But in just
0: games, it, it's interactive, like, it's interactive
1: media, interactive entertainment yeah. that is not it's, just like every movie isn't Die Hard. Why does every game have to be Call of Duty or yeah. Mario? And and this last couple of years, but particularly twenty thirteen, there's yeah. been tons of just. It's an interactive experience. Okay. Try it, you'll like it type deal. Or try it, you might not like it, but it might be sad, it might be funny, and it might you
0: be... you might have heard of the Walking Dead video game. Is there a perfect example of that? Narrative-driven. These are loose definitions of games as we know it, and it's trying to expand upon and it in Yeah, I would say
3: everything that we, like the ones
1: I was talking about, the ones he's talking about, like I mentioned, The Walking Dead, which you love, all of or those... Or Fables are... of Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Or the upcoming Great. Borderlands one, or the upcoming Game of Thrones one. Oh, there's or, a Borderlands one? Yes. Uh, okay. Possibly about a young, handsome jack. Possibly. Like
2: DLC or Borderlands 3? No, no, no it's going to be a
1: Telltale Games, which is a company that makes games. They're going to be doing one that is Borderlands. So it'll be... They're now Point and click they're adventure, driven. so that's driven.
3: what I don't. I that's not my thing. I'm not saying they're bad, but
1: they're really not my thing. But did you play the Walking Dead one, or the Fables one? I played the Jurassic Park one. Oh, no, that one no, was no. bad. That one was just like yeah, universally all, reviled.
0: Play like Fables; it's great. Fables: Wolf which, Among
1: Which us. I want to read some of that before. You don't. One. You don't need to have read anything to okay. play like, the game. It takes place like 30 years before.
0: The game makes oh, okay. me want to go. It and takes place the in in,
1: in neo noir. 80s New York
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay like it's like Drive meets Fables
0: yeah
1: interesting it's great lots of neon
0: but uh yeah. man gone home and like the soundtrack plays on expectations so much everything plays upon your expectations and it does it so well so incredible about how long is it that's one thing I haven't heard average I mean if you were I would probably did not like two two and a half hours
1: okay so it is a very concise experience
0: yes um, I did it all in one sitting, which is what I would recommend. It's like, find a chunk of three hours, sit down, and play Gone Home. I bought it for $20. I know that's what a lot of people are really iffy about because it's $20 for two hours. If you can find it on sale, do it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was definitely worth $20. I probably would have spent 60 on it. Oh, wow. It is just this incredible emotional story that, like, it drew me in that... I haven't felt a game do in a long time, and I joked about Kerbal Space Program being awe-inspiring because
3: you did have best, and you did say Kerbals.
0: That was my underdog because I had no expectations about what are these green people and why are they building spaceships. <laughs> um, Want to go
2: to space?
0: Let's go to space. Yeah, why not? Space, <laughs> Dad? Um,
3: are you space? Yes, son. Now we can be a family. Again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Portal two, everybody. Um, but just gone home. I recommend anyone to play it. I would love to have like almost a spoiler cast and sit down and say after I played it, I absolutely. I would love to talk about that with someone, and it's the emotions they play with incredible. It plays to the fact that this is an interactive medium and does more with your emotions because it's interactive, and I think that's really interesting. And I would love to see more games do that rather than just it, it. answers the question of what I brought up with Tomb Raider of here's a character who's complaining about trying to kill someone and then kills 10 people. This is a game of just her complaining about trying to kill someone. Obviously, it's not about that. Right, right. There's other things going on, but it focuses just on that stuff and doesn't bother itself with kinds of crazy gameplay. No combat or anything like that. Or, or as far as I know. I sort of. Know. Yeah. You'll say.
1: Just play Gone Home. It's incredible. I feel would be remiss if I didn't mention a game, another game I didn't play, but a game I really want to play. As opposed to like a Beyond Two Souls where I'm glad I saw the story. I don't know if I wanted to play it, but I really liked experiencing it secondhand. Um, a game I want to play except I don't have PS3. I've watched a full Let's Play. Incredible, but The Last of Us just... Too, seems too difficult for me. Um, I mean, it's a survival horror-ish game. Survival horror light, But just excellent voice acting. Pretty good story. I was very happy with it. The ending was nice and unexpected. It was just this it's is powerful. the ending, and like it or don't, but this is the ending, and this is what it's gonna be. And you probably will disagree with the choice the character makes towards the end. Tough. That's the choice the character made. And it was a very powerful ending. Or
3: oh, what? Yes. What is it? Because I don't think any of us are gonna
1: play. Well, I'll, I'll tell you after after this. Okay. And drafts. <laughs> yeah. <That laughs> um, scene was great, but just the the, the relationships between get these get affected. You'll see. No. Well we can talk about that. Later. Um, just the relationship between these two characters and the, the the you know, the characters around them, just amazing. Just as much as I loved Bioshock Infinite, this was like a close second in terms of just you know, a father figure and a daughter figure in kind of both these games. Both of them did it in different ways, both of them did it masterfully. I happened to play Bioshock Infinite and liked the story more, but I don't want to detract from the last of us at all and I just because none of us mentioned it I felt like I had to say just absolutely incredible
0: and I wish I got a chance to play it so a few actually a few days ago I spent I was up way too late and trying to finish that before I came home for the winter break and I agree with you for the most part the narrative is incredible the graphics the, like the motion capture for the characters the
1: performance like, capture actually like
0: that ending would not have worked without how good the characters look right Because Ellie's face at the end sort of made it.
1: Uh, Ashley Johnson did a great job. Troy Baker did a great job in the game.
0: But the reason why I didn't mention it is because the gameplay, I felt, was kind of almost bad.
1: Really? Okay, see, and granted, I only watched Let's Play, so I I didn't get to Um, do
0: that. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, but to me, I don't like stealth games. I don't like... I'm bad at them. That's why I said too difficult. I'm terrible at it. I played it on easy... But even then, I was dying dozens of times Okay. because there's a lot of these creatures that are just one-hit kills. Like, the if clickers. they get close to you, game over. Yeah. And
1: Unless you have a shiv and have
0: upgraded to the point where you can kill, kill them, them and, it and it doesn't break. Exactly. <laughs> and it was just, there was a lot of that and I was very frustrating. Gotta use the bottles and the bricks, man. I was using them. Just like But even then, like, <laughs> the, the thing I hate about s- stealth games is I'm always just sitting there trying to map out all these patrols and then someone comes up behind me or I'm like here's the moment let's go and I'm running
1: by a quarter second I'm
0: running up to a guy about to like choke him out and then he turns around and they start shooting at me in the alarms race and then I'm like trying desperately to shoot out although I had a really funny moment where I played most of that game on the default easy setting and about three quarters of the way through the story you have a pretty drastic narrative change and you shift involving snow? yes okay and you shift to. I'm, I'm going to speak broadly to avoid spoiling. You're suddenly a little bit more limited
1: in what you can do.
0: Yes, you're you're a very much more limited character. Yeah, and
1: you have access to less items. You're a little you bit more vulnerable. No, but it's, think about it in a, in a, in, in, you know, in lots of video games, you get to the point where your character will suddenly have to lose all their items for some Form reason.
2: Two. Some things disappear.
1: Something
0: similar to that. So, that's the moment I discovered they had auto-aim in the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, basically, it's sort of the assisted aim in any console shooters, which I'm terrible at, which mm. is partially why I was having so much trouble, where you basically click in, the, bring up the scope, and sort of tracks onto a character, and it sort of follows them for a little bit before it drifts off. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, I became this murderous killing machine that was just like... Click, boom, in, click,
1: in the exact boom, moment click, where boom. you should be the most vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I was, at the moment I was the most vulnerable, I was the most powerful. Because like, <laughs> all of a sudden, none of my shots missed. I was just one-shotting all the infected. And, was, and then the blizzard hit. And then the blizzard hit. <laughs> um, so that was a really interesting narrative dissonance. But, again, narrative made me play through it, but gameplay-wise, it didn't match. Oh, that disappoints me. I still want to play it, but... If you like stealth games at all, I'm sure you would love it. But... I'm terrible at them and I suck at console shooters. So I was just like, my what, that's, that reticle's going way. I, out I'm of getting them. better, but I'm in that same yeah. kind of boat. Um, did
1: anybody else have anything they wanted to mention for Best worst of the Year?
2: No. Kevin. I have something really different. I remembered a fourth game that I do play, and it's on my iPhone, and it's called Tiny Monsters, and it's really fun. And if anybody <laughs> plays, contact Jordan. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I will mention music. Um, I haven't bought a lot of albums this year. My Dark Horse would be Five Finger Death Punches. I forget the album's actually caught off the top of my head, but it's with the one with Burn MF on it. Um, it was on sale on Google Play for like 99 cents or 2.99 or something, and I picked it up on a whim. Really fun album. My best of the year is Five Iron Frenzy's Engine of a Million Plots. It's been 10 years since they broke up. They came back with this album. I helped kickstart it, and it just surpassed all my expectations. It's a mature album. Um, Not to say, I mean, they had a lot of joke songs in the past, but not to say, like, they were immature musicians before, but it's just musically solid, lyrically solid, and just, I've listened to it so many times in, in like, the months or so since I've had it. If you like ska or post-ska, this is more post-ska now, there's a little bit of third wave, but mostly post, check out Five Iron Frenzy's Engine of a Million Plots. It's really, really good. So, I'm Jordan from Jersey.
0: I'm Mike from Pennsylvania. I'm Kevin from Jersey.
1: I'm Pierce from Jersey. Uh, This has been the best, worst, and dark horses of 2013. Have a great week and uh, year, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at JordanFRMJersey.